However, Clayson drew a deep breath. You see this other device. Simple as it appears, it is the key to the whole situation. We can use it, you and I, to overcome Philip's will and prevent this unthinkable transaction. The two of us can do it. Alone, I would be virtually helpless. Why not have the projector confiscated or destroyed by our own government, suggested Quest. That seems to me the only safe and sure way out of the difficulty. You simply do not understand, frowned Clayson impatiently. Philip is selling the plans and descriptions of the machine, not the machine itself. Even if this model and the larger test machine that we have built were destroyed, even if I were willing to have Philip sent to Leavenworth for life, he could still sell the projector. But this other invention, our osmotic liberator, makes it possible for me to gain control of Philip and actually change his mind through the medium of an agent. I have hired you to act as my agent, Quest, because I can see that you are a young man of unusual character and vitality, and, by way of reward, I can promise you both money and a brilliant future. The inventor poised in a tense attitude on the edge of his chair, as though his body were charged with electricity. His eyes seemed to dart out emanations that set Quest's blood to tingling. Then for a moment the latter lost consciousness of his physical self. It was as though he had opened a door and found himself suddenly on the brink of a new and totally strange world. He dispelled this fancy by a quick effort of the will, for he knew that he had a delicate problem on his hands, and that it must be solved within a very few minutes. However he proceeded, he must act without disloyalty to his government, and at the same time without injustice to Keen Clayson. "'Tell me,' he said in a husky voice, "'how do you intend to use me? I do not believe in spiritualism. I would be a poor medium.' Clayson gave a short laugh. "'You are not to be a medium in that sense at all. Spiritualism, as practiced, is just a blind sort of groping and hoping. Osmotic liberation, on the other hand, is an exact and opposite physico-chemical science. Here, I will show you. In the outer cell of the liberator, he emptied the purple vial, and so on to the innermost, which he filled with a golden-green liquid like old chartreuse. The separating membranes, you understand, are permeable by these complicated solutions. Each liquid has a different osmotic pressure, and therefore should, under normal conditions, interchange with the others through the membranes until all pressures are equalized. I prevent such interchange, however, by maintaining an anti-electrolysis which retards ionization and thus builds up what might be called osmotic potential. Now if an agent, yourself for instance, submerges himself in the central cell, at the same time maintaining a physical contact with his control at the surface of the liquid, and if then the osmotic potential is suddenly released by throwing the electrolytic switch, the host of ions thus turned loose in the outer compartments make one grand rush for the central solution which contains the cathode. Under these conditions, your body becomes a sort of sixth cell, and your skin another membrane in the series. Properly speaking, however, you are not a part of the electrolytic circuit, but are merely present in the action. Your body acts as a catalyzer, hastening the chemical action without itself being affected in any way. Physically, you undergo no change whatever, but in some strange way which is like life beyond analysis, your mind flows out into the solution while your unaltered body remains at the bottom of the tank in a state of suspended animation. If no control is present, 
All that is needed to return your mind into your body is a throw of the electrolytic switch back to negative, whereupon you emerge from the tank exactly as you entered it. But with your control present and in contact with your submerged body, your mind, instead of remaining suspended in the solution, flows instantly into his body and resides there subject to his will. This cannot be done, however, unless the wills of control and agent have first been brought into accord. To accomplish that, we clasp hands, Quest grasps Clayson's extended hand, and looks steadily into each other's eyes. Now it is well known that the vibrations of an individual's will are as distinctive as the swirls of his fingerprints. What is not so well known is that the frequency of vibration in one person can be brought into accord with that in another. You consciously retract your will by concentrating your mind upon the thing which you know I wish to accomplish.' 